What's going on, guys? And thank you for listening to this episode of Dorney's Vinyl, a classic album podcast. Um, Colin, joined by my wife, Miranda. Um, today we're talking about Christine McVie's solo album, Christine McVie. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we're doing Solo September. So we decided to do Stevie Nicks' Belladonna on the 7th, Lindsey Buckingham's uh, Law and Order on the 14th, and now Christine McVie's solo album on the 21st of September. So, um, if you are new to our podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, or Anchor, or you can, and you can follow us on Instagram at Dorney's Vinyl, or you can email us, but email's dying. So, we'll get into Christine McVie's solo album. Um, so Christine McVie, born Christine and Perfect, um, she joined Fleetwood Mac in the 19, in 1970. She married John McVie, who was the bass player of Fleetwood Mac. And that's how she got her name changed. She plays keyboards and sings. Uh, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Fleetwood Mac in 1998, and continues to tour with the band currently, who we are seeing shortly in a, in a month and a half or something like that. So, McVie was born in Lancashire. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lancaster. It's close to where I'm from. Nope, Lancashire's in England. Uh, yep. Not, not, not close. close at all. <laughs> Sorry. Um, her father was a concert violinist and music lecturer at St. Peter's College of Education. And her mother was a psychic and a faith healer. Wow. So what a combination of people. And, <laughs> and her grandfather was an organist. Wow. So she was introduced to the piano when she was four years old, uh, but she didn't study music seriously until she was 11. She continued her classical music training until she was 15, in which she shifted to focus on rock and roll. And she was influenced by the Everly Brothers. She studied sculpture at art college in Birmingham for five years, and she wanted to become an art teacher. She graduated college with a teaching degree, um, but she didn't have enough money to launch herself into the art world, so she moved to London and worked briefly as a department store window dresser. So, in 1967, so she was in a band during college. In 1967, she learned that some of her ex-bandmates were forming a a blues band called Chicken Shack, and they were looking for a a pianist. Um, And she wrote to them asking to join... And they invited her to play the keyboards and the piano. She stayed with them for two albums um, before leaving, marrying John McVie a year earlier, and then eventually joining Fleetwood Mac. Um, In 1970, she recorded her first solo album called Christine Perfect, which not many people really know about. Um... She contributed backup vocals to most of Fleetwood Mac's albums up until up until pretty much in the present day. Um, however, her most popular time was in 1975 with Fleetwood Mac, the, when Lindsay and Stevie joined the band, because um, she had the hit songs Over My Head and Say You Love Me. Then she wrote You Make Love and Fun and Don't Stop for their Rumors album. She added a f- Think About Me to their double album Tusk, added Hold Me and Love in Store for Mirage. And then finally in 1984, 
she decided to do a solo album, probably because Stevie and Lindsay were both doing solo albums. She, she, she probably said, what the heck, I'll do my own solo album too, and released uh, Christine McVie's self-titled album. It had, let's, let me see, it peaked at number 26 on the Billboard 200, so probably not as popular as Lindsay's and Stevie's. And it features her on keyboards, percussion, and vocals, Todd Sharp on guitar and backing vocals, George Hawkins on bass and backing vocals, and Steve Ferrone on drums and percussion. However, it also features um, some other famous musicians that we will talk about as we go through our song. So, once again, if you've been with us before, we're doing a little bit something different. Instead of ranking the songs, uh, we're just going through kind of like the song rundown and just saying whether or not we give it a thumbs up, thumbs sideways, or thumbs down. Um, so, our first song... Where's my game? What game? I'll get to play a game? Not on this one, no. You only get to play that once a month. Oh. This is a bonus episode. Oh, okay. Alright, so, um, <laughs> well, you, you, get a, you get a game in two weeks. Okay. For our Elton John podcast. Ooh. Uh, Alright, first song, Love Will Show Us How, written by Christine McVie and Todd Sharp. So, I, I said it already had a better start than Lindsay's album. Oh, yeah. By far, it had a great tune and pace. Uh, this one actually featured Buckingham, Lindsay, on the guitars, oh. and also Steve Winwood on the synthesizer. Uh, Steve Winwood, I think, and I'm not positive, I should probably look this up, I think he was a member of The Who. Um, I could be wrong, though, I probably am wrong, so I'm sorry, Steve Winwood, but I'm trying to do this very slowly, <laughs> and, nope, he was a member of Traffic. Oh. I could have sworn he was a member of The Who, but I guess he was not. Alrighty. So... He, uh, he was on the synthesizer, and I like the guitar and the solo, um, the guitar solo in the middle of the song. I gave it a thumbs up. So, uh, this is a really good song. It's a, it has a great catchy tune. I give it a thumbs up. Um, I really think it's a good starting song for the album, and it really made me want to hear more of the album. Unlike the, um, what was the last one we listened to? <laughs> the one by Lindsay's. I just, yeah. I don't know, I really, the, the whole album was weird to me, but this... I really wanted to listen to the rest of the album. Yeah. And Love Will Show Us How reached number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100. So, second song, The Challenge, written by Christine McVie and Todd Sharp. Um, this one features Eric, Cl Eric Clapton on the lead guitar, as well as Buckingham on backing vocals. Uh, the one lyric I wrote down was, On every corner you turn, there's a heartache. Well, love's a challenge. Um, I thought it was a pretty simple song format with like a verse, a chorus, a verse, the chorus, and the chorus again. Um, and it slowed down a bit from the previous song, but it still had a good pace to it, so I gave it a thumbs up. Uh, for the challenge, I said I liked it at the beginning. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, but I, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. Um, but I definitely, uh, sorry, I definitely didn't find it as catchy as the first song. Um, can't really find myself like singing along to it um, or. Like, Love Will Show Us How, like, I immediately know, like, when I hear about that song, I immediately know, like, the song, and I can sing to it, but the challenge... You knew the song right away? Yeah, like, I knew it, like, like, okay, so for example, like, when I say Love Will Show Us How, like, I can think of the song in my head and know it, and, like, be able to sing it, but, like, the challenge, I don't remember it at all. No, oh, okay. Um, if that makes sense. So I give it a middle thumb. I didn't hate it. <laughs> okay, um, third song, So Excited, 
written by Christine McVie, Todd Sharp, and Billy Burnett. Um, it was a it was very love songy, whatever that means. Oh, I said, but who is it about? Nobody uh, knows who it's about. I thought. Wouldn't it be about her husband? They weren't married. They got divorced. Oh. Rumors. Oh. So now she's single. Oh yeah. So I, who is it about? Could be about Todd Sharp. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, the piano was very prevalent, obviously, because she's a piano player. Um. And while I know my baby, he makes me want to scream and chat was the lyric I wrote down. And I kind of wondered, was there an accordion in there? I kind of thought there was an accordion, but I gave it a middle thumb. I really didn't like this one all that much. Um, I thought it had a really strong country ranch tune to it. Um, I gave it a thumbs down. It's a little too Wild West for me. <laughs> uh, okay, I did not get a Wild West vibe. But <laughs> oh, yeah, that really? Oh, yeah, there was uh, definitely a Wild... I nope. felt like I was on the ranch. No. Have you ever been on a ranch? I have, actually. I have when I was um, in youth group in high school went on a ranch okay okay whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> so one in a million the fourth song on the album written by christine McVie and todd sharp i don't i wish i had like i wish i knew what i meant when i wrote down my notes i said it sounded like a hard emotion song like i think i know what i meant but i like i was trying really hard to figure out what it what i meant by it but it was like a hard emotion song like angry but emotional I can't think of another song to compare it to, but that's that's like that's like what I had from it. Um, it also Steve Winwood again on synthesizer and lead vocals. Uh, a couple of lyrics I wrote down was that kind of loving ain't easily found, and if he tells you he needs you, don't turn around. He's one in a million. I gave it a middle thumb. Um, so a second middle thumb in a row. So one in a million. I thought this song kind of sounds like a Michael Jackson song in the beginning. I like the edginess of the song. It was a good break from the others, which I thought kind of sounded a lot alike. Uh, so this one was pretty different. I also said I don't feel like Christine has a super dynamic voice. Um, like she can't do a lot of different varieties like some other singers. But um, probably like the piano is her specialty. But um, I really liked this song. I thought it was very different. And she um, really kind of showcased her. Um, talents, and it was a good collaboration. And I really think I really liked the different vibe that this song had. Thumbs up. All right, last song on the A side, fifth song of the album, is "Ask Anybody," written by Christine McVie and Steve Winwood, uh, featuring Winwood on the synthesizer and Mick Fleetwood on the drums. Uh, I gave it a middle thumb. I was indifferent about this song again, third song in a row, middle thumb. Um, They'll say I'm going wrong, they say that I should walk out, but that's not what I want, was the lyric I wrote down. And it kind of has the same tone and pace as all the other songs so far. So like you said, like she doesn't really have a dynamic voice, so I feel like all of her songs kind of sound the same. Yeah. Which is fine if they're good, but I don't know. I feel like... Well, I'll get into it at the end. You don't really like this album. But go ahead. I didn't say I didn't like the album. I got you this album. I know you got me this album. I didn't say I didn't like this album. I didn't say that... Yeah, I didn't say I didn't like this album. Go ahead. So, Ask Anybody. I really like the piano parts in here, especially the beats before she sings Ask Anybody, but overall the song also was a middle thumb for me. Um, so, Got a Hold On Me, the most popular song from the album. Uh, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it was her only top 10 solo hit. Um, let's see, so, feature, 
written by Christine McVie and Todd Sharp. Buckingham on guitars, Winwood on synthesizer. Um, I like the chorus, which is I Gotta Love, I Got Somebody, This Love, Gotta Hold On Me. Um, I thought it had a pretty good rhythm, um, and I gave it a thumbs up. So, good job. You got a thumbs up. Yes, I also gave this song a thumbs up. I, it's super upbeat and catchy. thought it was a really fun song. Uh, and it's one of the other songs I feel like I could uh, see myself singing to this other times. Seventh song off the album, Who's Dreaming This Dream? Written by Todd Sharp and Danny Duma. I gave this a middle thumb. So, Buckingham on lead guitar and backing vocals. And you can... So, I said I really like Buckingham's vocals in the background. I didn't know it was him at first. Um, so... Uh, but when I heard it, I like I figured it was him. And then I saw that it was him. Um, it was very profound. But the song still sounds like all the others. And at this point, I was kind of getting bored with it. So I gave it a middle thumb. I just I wasn't feeling it at this point. Yeah, I agree. I didn't write anything other than... Um boring. Thumbs down. I was getting really bored here. I think I was starting to doze off. Yeah, I honestly think that I was kind of just being I'm being nice and giving people thumbs sideways where a lot of these probably could have been... Yeah. Some of them could have been thumbs down. I was thinking that too, and the reason I think that is because I really didn't like the album we listened to before this, the Lindsay Buckingham. I was giving that one all thumbs down, so then this just seemed like a lot better to me because of we. I really didn't care for the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, I gave the next song a thumbs up I'm um, oh. the one, written by Todd Sharp mm. So uh, I liked how the, gu- the guitar Was kind of like the lead instrument Because mm-hmm. it was written by Todd Sharp, the guitarist Like, uh, the other songs The piano is kind of lead instrument mm-hmm. And it just wasn't doing it for me So this was like a good change of pace The guitar is in the lead um, Good lyrics with While well, every time you find romantic infidelity You make a point to make me know I don't mind it if you make a martyr out of me so, Todd Sharp's getting fancy with the lyrics, getting fancy with the guitar, getting different with the album, and got a thumbs up. So, good job, Todd Sharp, for fixing the album. <laughs> um, I, re- I really like this rock tone that this song had. Uh, I said I kind of like it, but I really like the guitar parts as well. I said I like the guitar riffs towards the end um, and throughout the song. So, yeah, thumbs up. Keeping Secrets. Written by Todd Sharp and Alan Pasquale. Pascal. Might be Pascal. Pascal. Uh, middle thumb. Very few notes I had for this. Decent rhythm and beat, but it sounded like every other freaking song on the album. Um, the guitar is good, though. Good, good job on the guitar. And a playful lyric of the playful innuendo, I'm tired of playing games. Middle thumb. Just, eh, it just sounded like all the other ones. Yep. Yeah, so actually, I this whole one, I like kind of dozed off, and I totally forgot to write anything, so at the end, I wrote, sorry, I'm getting kind of tired of this album. It's all starting to sound the same. Middle thumb, but very close to down. <laughs> and the last song, The Smile I Live For, written by Christine, solo-ly written by Christine. So it features Buckingham on the lead guitar and backing vocals, and Steve Winwood on synthesizer. Eddie Quintella adds additional pianos to the song. Eddie Cantella co-wrote some songs with Christine McVie for their Tango in the Night album. So I guess this was one of their first collaborations. He came in. Um, This is how an album should end. With a slow song, a slow and steady song, 
nice emotional heartfelt so lyric when you are there just to know you care brightens up a starless night and obviously I gave it a thumbs up because this is how albums should end even though I was bored with the first couple with like the middle songs like three to nine or whatever it was <laughs> other than eight I liked eight all right so go ahead you liked I liked song eight that was that what, was keeping that, secret no that was on the one oh gotcha sorry so yeah I said thumbs up good end of the album good tune great insight yes absolutely wonderful yes yeah um all i right. struggled towards the end yeah okay rank the three albums that we just did so far so it's belladonna law and order christine mcvee okay belladonna comes in first christine mcvee comes in second and law and order is last okay belladonna's first here's here's the thing Lindsay's was weird and i don't know how i feel about it but I think I would prefer to listen to Lindsay's again over Christine's. Because Lindsay, at least I feel like I'm listening to 11 different songs or 10 different songs. I just felt like I was listening to the same song over and over again on Christine's album. And like her voice just, like she has a good yes. voice, but her voice it's is just dynamic. the same thing every song. Yeah, like, I agree. Lindsay, could, Lindsay just had a better range. I don't mm. know. I just this I just don't know about this album. I just wasn't really feeling it. I'm sorry, Christine. You have great songs with Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. But I think kind of that's, like that was sorry. Go ahead. Uh, oh, you interrupted me. Go I ahead. I know. Sorry. No, but like that was like my whole thought. Like I loved the songs that she like. Some of the songs that she sang in Fleetwood Mac are some of my favorites. Um, like you make love and fun. That's one of my favorites. Um, I actually chose that song to end our reception on our wedding night. I just think it's a really fun and upbeat song. Um. So, yeah, I, like, figured when I saw this and I was out album shopping for Christmas or something for you, I was like, oh, like, this will probably be a really good album to get because, you know, you we, really, we both really enjoyed the songs that she sang on Fleetwood Mac. And then when we listened to it, I was just kind of really disappointed. I was like, oh, I mean, it's okay. And I liked some of the songs, but I was pretty disappointed. So. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't disappointed. Like, I still am glad I have it. Yeah. And it's still fun to listen to. But at the same time, I kind of feel like she saved, like, like where Lindsay kind of wanted to use his best so as as years went on, he used his best songs for his solo stuff. That was his and, best and songs. Stevie, not not necessarily those, but like the <laughs> next, next few albums. Okay. Those songs are better than like Tusk and some of the other songs that I feel like he contributed. Um, but as opposed to I like. like Tusk. Do you not like that one? I like Tusk, but it's but it's it's very interesting. Um, it's not like a Fleetwood Mackey song, right? But and like Stevie's best stuff was definitely Edge of Seventeen. Dreams is Dreams is good, but like once, and then she had Gypsy. But other than that, name a song that she wrote in between from Tusk to Tango in the Night. Like you really can't. Like she didn't really have that many. But I feel like Christine saved her best stuff for Fleetwood Mac. Because yeah. Christine's stuff on Tango in the Night, which happened, which would have been the album after this, um, Everywhere, which was oh, a top five good. hit, Yeah. Mystified, which is very, a, a good song, even though you probably don't know it, Little Lies, which oh, was a top, yeah, I love was a top five hit, and then Isn't It Midnight. So, she definitely saved her best stuff for Fleetwood Mac. 
Which is good because if the other if she didn't, then Fleetwood Mac would have gone way downhill. Yeah. Um. So good for you, Christine. That's the that's this. Um, my voice is getting a little fro- little froggy there. Um, that's this a podcast for this week, I guess. Um, Solo September is now completed with the Fleetwood Mac trio of songwriters. Next month, or October 7th, we are doing Elton John's Madman Across the Water. I'm excited to talk about that one. It's a good album. Uh, we'll have a little bit more, be able to contribute a little bit more to some of the songs, because some, yeah. some of them are a little bit well-known. Great lead song. And we already watched the movie, so got some insight. Yeah, we, we watched the movie. We talked about that for a podcast, but we'll be able to talk about some stuff again without spoiling the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Instagram. I just finished doing my top 50 meatloaf songs. Um, and coming out in the next couple months, we'll, I'll be collaborating with um, another Instagrammer, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, I think. I'm not going to spell I forget how it's spelled. Um, but follow follow Fleetwood Mac Rumors on Instagram as well. Um, and we're collaborating on our top something Fleetwood Mac songs from 1975 to 1987. Um, and that'll be posted on mine or our Instagrams. Um, so thanks for listening. And stay tuned for more awesome podcasts throughout the year. <laughs>